Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 114 Winds of Change and Bent Out of Shape. Hi, pals. Oddly, we are near the end of season one of Static. That did not take long at all. It did not. I am Al, by the way. I'm Maggie. And yeah, next week we cover the last of season one, so we're really flying through the show. That yeah. or there wasn't very much of it. I think I think it's more that one. It, but, yes. Know. We're gonna make this sound like an accomplishment for us rather than a failing of the producers of the show mm-hmm. or the you know, the network rather. Yes. Like all things, it was it was all because of us. Yeah. You know, this is a this is a triumph for for team uh Klub or Klus, mm-hmm. I guess right team now. Klus. And yeah, also for the human stuff. spirit. Yes, of course, the always the human spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, the human adventure is just beginning now. I've heard that. Well, I heard that in 1979. I mm-hmm. feel like, the, you know, please keep your hands inside the human adventure at all times. <laughs> like, I heard that that recording, and I was like, okay, let's go on the human adventure then. Yep. And it's been, you know, it's been like 40 years. Can we can we move it along a little? I, I, I feel like at this point in our lives, the human adventure is probably winding down. Yeah. Yeah, it's just as well. Uh-huh. I was going to say we had a good run, but no, no, we didn't. We absolutely did not. But once again, we're uh, we're straying into uh, un- the unpleasantness that exists outside the world of Static Shock. Yes, which is more or less a pretty nice place. Yeah, they, you know, Dakota, which which I, I realized, I, I've noticed this every week, but I think mm-hmm. I wrote this down for the first time. They spelled Dakota wrong in one of the background bits on in the credits. Oh, Weird. Which you know, it's animation. Sometimes sure. these things happen, but it's it's the name of their high school that uh, Richie and Virgil are walking into mm-hmm. at the end of the credits. And it says Dakota with a D. Oh, high school, and it's like, come on, man, you're like this is supposed to get people into the world, and you can't even spell the shit right. What's wrong with we, you? We, in our defense, we thought it was called Dakota at the time. Mm-hmm. With a D, yeah, yeah, you know, like that place, Dakota. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> You know, Dakota, like you know, South Dakota, North Dakota, are like a real place, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's named after a, a native tribe called the Dakota. Yeah, I believe that's true. If I'm true. not mistaken, yeah, and, and yeah, of course they didn't use, like you know, that's an anglicized spelling, but sure. I think we all agreed that it's with a T. Yeah, like ah, what are you gonna do? I mean, not nothing. This show's like 20 years old. Like, there's not yeah, a whole lot of options I have. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I don't also, care that much. It's just it just it just shows a lack of like, oh, guys, you that mistake is very glaring in in the credits. Come yeah, on. like you want to lure people in. Yeah, you can't lure pe- lure people in, in with bad spelling. Just like you know, sloppy animation mistakes is just not not a yeah. good way to kick things off. Is all. Yeah, people like good spelling. That's why Wheel of Fortune is so popular. Wow, I th- I think it's just because it's on at dinner time. No, that's the only reason Wheel of po- Fortune is popular. Hmm. All right. I'm sorry you had to find out this way, Al. Yeah, it's disappointing. I always thought people just liked Pat Sajak. Mm, I can't imagine that being true. Yeah, yeah no. I, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, that can't possibly be right. No. <laughs> people liked Alex Trebek. People have no well, opinion yes. on Pat Sajak. Uh, oh, I, I'm sure they do, and I'm sure they're not good. But, mm-hmm. of course, everyone you know, everyone loved Alex Trebek. Yeah. He was Canadian. Yeah. I uh, he he kind of lost me when he shaved off his mustache. That, that's the thing. Like once his mustache was gone, my brain just put a mustache there because it expected it. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, Terry McGinnis's little bat mustache. Exactly. Exactly like that. All right. Well, the bat mustache. <laughs> I prefer Shadow of the Bat Mustache myself. Mm-hmm. But, it's pretty know, good. We, we all have uh, we all have our preferences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't we talk about this show? What's called Static Shock? Yeah. Why don't you tell us what happens in Winds of Change? The Winds of Change. So literally Fat Albert from the TV show Fat Albert uses wind powers to steal hamburgers from the rest of the Junkyard Band. And we are off to the fucking races, people. Renaming himself Slipstream and giving himself a terrible costume, more on this later, Fat Albert goes on a rampage through town, stealing hot dogs, this show's favorite thing apparently, and being a nuisance. Speaking of nuisances, Virgil's getting a little, just a little bit fed up with his best friend Richie, who keeps inventing cool things and helping him out with his whole being static endeavor. What could possibly be more annoying than this? Oh, and also Richie uh, destroys a famous water park, but who among us can't say that? And also Virgil is attempting to make time with Daisy because I think Frida tripped and fell out of this show? Anyway, Virgil and Richie get in a fight and draw a line and chalk down the center of their friendship. <laughs> Virgil goes off to fight Slipstream, and Richie calls Superman to see if he's interested in a sidekick. Uh, spoiler alert, he is not. Virgil picks a couple more fights to see, uh, with Slipstream. Richie worries that Virgil is going to die, and eventually they get their shit together enough to defeat Slipstream. This is where I'd make another Fat Albert joke, but I don't know much about the show, and I also refuse to do any research on it. <laughs> I watched quite a bit of it when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, I... I... You got to this show before I did, as as you often do, and I saw your notes mm-hmm. ahead of time, and I was like, "Well, Maggie's uh, t- talking about this Fat Albert connection. She must she must be exaggerating. This, this be must one of be those one a... of those hilarious goof em ups that uh, Maggie often like, look, uh, goes. Not down. just you. We we sometimes latch on to mm-hmm. a detail that's uh, and maybe exaggerated a bit because this is ostensibly a com- comedy show, and we uh, want to t- hopefully you know, sometimes. Uh huh. Um. But every week can't be chompous, so sometimes you have to force <laughs> things a little, you know? Uh, everything that, can't, every week can't be chompous is something I want on like a, uh, like a, a needle point, a, a needle point in my, in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Would it have a picture of chompous on it? Of course it would. All right. And also I get some big wooden signs that say live, laugh, chompous. <laughs> live, laugh, chompous. <laughs> but he does actually sound exactly like that, and this is uh, your bad thing, no? This is my bad thing. Why is his voice a Fat Albert impression? Andrea Romano, I know you know better than this. She absolutely does. Now, the thing is, I completely agree with you on mm-hmm. this. 100%. It is a bad choice. It sounds like someone doing, even if you put aside the connection to a popular cartoon from 20 years before mm-hmm. this, it it just sounds like a silly cartoon voice instead of, somebody's voice mm-hmm. but i will say he's voiced by a guy called bumper robinson who mm-hmm. has done the voice of black lightning before oh which, yeah, yeah yeah which is the kind of dumb stunt casting i actually enjoy mm-hmm. uh he was he also played dwight on futurama so he knows about working with phil lamar so oh nice but yeah i th- i and actually i thought he was black lightning in uh super friends but it turns out that was black vulcan different guy he yep. was uh, black lightning in the brave and the bold which Incidentally, we're covering on our Patreon bonus episodes. Yes, if you want to give us uh, as little as $1 a month, uh, you yeah. too could have access to uh, yeah, at us some watching point, The Brave and the Bold. At some point, we'll get to the Black Lightning episode and talk about mm-hmm. Bumper Robinson again. Yep. His, his name is Bumper, so presumably it'll be easy to remember. Wait, didn't we do Black Lightning? We did The Outsiders. Oh, you're right. We yeah. did. Okay, fair point. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he has chosen to do this voice, which uh, we might as well play your quote here because uh, he's uh, he does it right here. Uh huh. So let's let's just hear that. Just roll right into that. I am a bang baby. Cool. Hilarious. Uh, I don't know. 
the bang baby thing is still pretty funny to me. I um I rarely get a uh, get a quote that early in the episode, but uh, yeah, it was like was, two minutes in. There was really nothing. Uh, there was really nothing else it could be. Yeah, no, that was that was very good. But yeah, I don't get why he sounds like that. It just sounds like a silly cartoon voice. Yeah, and because I've heard this guy play uh, Hermes Kid on Futurama mm-hmm. and a superhero on another show. Like I know he's got some range. Yeah. So he chose to do this. Mm-hmm. And That's... as you say, like, uh, star voice director Andrea Romano did not stop him. No, she was like, yeah, that's great. More of this, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's watching every Joss Whedon show and just jotting down, ooh, I want to mm-hmm. get that one. Nathan that one. Fillion. Mm-hmm. Got that. Who's this guy who plays Wesley? I want him. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, All of gotta them. Gotta have Fred. Really. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a dumb choice. This character, I mean... I, I might as well say my fat my my, my fat thing. <laughs> Jesus. My my bad thing uh-huh. is there's a bunch of fat jokes. There's just a bunch of jokes at his expense. And yep. it's bad enough that people around him are doing that, but Virgil's doing it. And mm-hmm. I know his dad raised him better than that. Yeah. It's and and when you listen to like the like the news people, like the exposition from the news say he hit a bank and also a cheesecake factory or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, really? Someone calls him like the insatiable slipstream at one point. Yes. Cause he likes to eat. That's the thing too. It's not just the people in the show. Like the show itself is like, look at this, fa- look at this fat guy. Mm-hmm. God, he loves hot dogs. Look at him go. No. And it bothers me more that Virgil does it. Yeah, of course. Cause Virgil he, is a good he person. Should, he should make fun of, of the choices that slipstream is making. Mm-hmm. Not, like his physical appearance, and uh, which actually mm-hmm. ties into your good thing. God, we're oddly. kicking ass at this one yeah. this week. Uh, yeah, uh, Slipstream's design is so fucking terrible. I cannot help but adore it. From the second he shows up, just like in his, we- like he's got like a weird like uh like Kevlar vest, mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of like purple stuff and like a pink bath mat for a cape. From the and it second, is clearly a bath mat. It absolutely is. And from the second he shows up, I'm just like, yes, that is the worst costume I have ever seen. Good for you. All and I want to do is watch you uh, fly around in this thing. Well, I mean, this show is somewhat concerned with, like, where this stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they, like the, the more sort of professional guys who are, like, hired, you know, hired guns or whatever mm-hmm. probably have, like, good outfits. But, yeah, the guy who made one at home. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't have great fashion sense, and just the I don't know. This prob. Uh, what about this visor here mm-hmm. that looks like a mutant from Dark Knight Returns? <laughs> mm-hmm. Nailed it. Slipstream, don't shiv, baby. Mm-hmm. He balls nasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please, yeah. please don't say balls again. What's right. wrong with the way I say balls? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! It's 2001. Mr. T ate my balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's Maggot Man. You guys want to play video games? Uh, Wait, is that supposed to be Richie? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. I actually, and weirdly, this ties to my good thing. I actually like this kind of episode. Typically. Uh, dials up like th- this is a pretty common type of episode. Oh yeah, like, the best friend slash support system gets jealous, mm-hmm. and they really could have amped up his annoyingness and his jealousy, and they didn't really do that. Sure, Richie, like I don't love Richie most of the time, but it wasn't like oh you're paying attention to that girl instead of me. Mm-hmm. Like 
he comes on a bit strong, but he seems legit concerned about static things. Like, yeah. He, they both have a pretty reasonable POV in this argument. Mm-hmm. Like, and it kind of made me think about the formula of the show. And like, we've seen ten of these now, so I, I get a basic idea of how a typical static episode yeah. works. I the general formula seems to be concentrating on the human drama as the A story, and then yeah. the villain of the week is usually the the subplot. Yeah, which I like that. I can't think of any of these other shows that have like Superman and Batman and the other Batman. Mm-hmm. All it was villain you know front and center and then personal problems sort of subplot but i like this this model Mm -hmm. doing it differently because the teenager like everything in the world is the most important thing in the world to you the girl you want to impress your best friend being mad at you is always the center of you know everything and Mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's a good choice i like it well and i also like you know we've watched a few of these at, at this point and almost always i am more excited to see the character in the superhero costume doing superhero stuff than i am like they're yeah regular like i'm more excited to see superman than i am to see clark kent you know right i'm more excited to see batman than bruce wayne now this when like whenever virgil shows up i'm just like oh fuck i do love that kid i have a much better sense of virgil the guy yes than i do as stat of static the guy Mm -hmm. like i i just because they've shown us his home life Mm -hmm. and like his you know his his life at school like i know a bunch of his friends and like i have a a pretty good idea of what he's about whereas Mm -hmm. the superhero is a construct of this kid that has only existed for i don't know a couple months probably in in world Mm -hmm. well and like when he even when he's in the costume it's still he's still the same guy basically you know yeah there's one key difference between him and Mm spider-man which we always compare him to which is Spider-Man puts on the mask and gets confident and gets cocky and does yeah. the bad jokes. Peter Parker doesn't usually. Yeah. Whereas Virgil's just like this all the time. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't need confidence. He has confidence. And and yet he's a big nerd. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's part of why the whole, like, hey, I met Static and I met Virgil and they're definitely not the, not the same person kind of bugs me so much. Yeah. It's just like, th- th- this is clearly that person you know wearing a mask. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, no, th- he doesn't. He doesn't change his voice. He doesn't change his distinctive hairstyle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like. He tells bad jokes just like just like Virgil Hawkins yep. does. Like it's the same kid. More people should know that Virgil that Virgil is static than knew that Ultimate Spider Man was Peter Parker, and everyone yeah. knew that Ultimate Spider Man was Peter Parker. Which, to Brian Michael Bendis's credit, was the point. Oh yeah. He was saying, hey, the secret identity is a weird idea from the, the 40s that maybe mm-hmm. maybe doesn't really work now. It is also impossible to keep in this day and age, especially if you're a teenager. Yeah. And I, I liked that that book was an exploration of mm-hmm. that. And I liked, to a lesser extent, that he did it in Daredevil. And then he went over to DC and did it with Superman. I was yeah, like, oh, you've, like, you've, you've done this already. I, was, I, I know you can do more than this. And then yeah. I went, do I know that? Mm. But it was it was a good, like, at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Speaking of teen superheroes mm-hmm. in the early two thousands, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole rift with Richie, I actually thought was like it wasn't just like, oh, he's being a real jerk. Well, like, no, they they both got good points of view here. Well, and I kind of love Richie taking this more seriously than Virgil does. Like, yeah. 
Richie's like, for Richie, it's like, oh my god, my best friend is like this superhero, and I can like help him and fight crimes and shit. And Virgil's like, I love being static, but like this can't. I don't want this to be my entire life. Like, yeah, but I've also, I'm going on. I'm 15 or whatever, and this cute girl I met at the special smart kid school is here now. Yeah, and, like, uh, I, I, w- I might have a shot at like taking her out. So maybe, yeah. I should, maybe I should concentrate on that. It's like I would like to do things other than hang out in an abandoned gas station and talk about how to defeat Slipstream. Mm-hmm. And Richie's like, why? Why would you want to do that? Yeah, no, I completely get that. Look, I made you some static walkie-talkies and a static mobile. They did. And... They did a. They came up with it. Like, they've done a good job in ten episodes of having him come up with a procession of things. It's not yep. just one or two things. And what he came up with in this were originally meant to sort of be bombs. Yeah, like they're little. Um, how would you describe them? Like little grenade kind of thing? Yeah, they're like flash bombs or whatever. Yeah, where uh, uh, Static is supposed to shoot them with a bit of juice, and mm-hmm. then um, uh, then they're charged up to, to be, you know, to explode later. And he's like, I don't need that, man. I, I can just shoot more lightning out of my hands whenever I want. And then they did a really good job of later in the episode, mm-hmm. he was out of juice himself. Yeah. And he could take the power back out of the... They're basically batteries. Yeah. It's like a battery backup for when he runs out of power. And it's like, oh, that's that's really clever. I like that. I Virgil's reaction when, when Richie's like, look, you you know, you just you throw this and you can run away and mm-hmm. recharge or whatever. And he's just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, yep. this your friend is inventing things for you. Have like, yeah. you know. At, yeah. At least be supportive and pretend mm-hmm. to like it. Yeah. Like every time you've ever invented something for me, I've always been, uh, been, uh, I've always mm-hmm. been very grateful for it. Yeah, I love inventing. Uh huh. It's my favorite thing. That's what you are. You're an inventor. Yeah, according to my calculations, is the thing I say a lot. Mm-hmm. You're always toiling away in your basement lab. Mm-hmm. Lab. <laughs> lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I'm expecting a package today with the uh, at the heart of an orphan, little orphan boy. A little orphan boy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, I also like we got deeper into the nerd life of these two nerds. Yep. They go to the comic shop every Wednesday, Mm -hmm. just like good nerds would. Yep. And not only that, they go to three different comic shops. That's impressive. To make sure they got everything that came out because Mm -hmm. one of them doesn't stock very well and one of them has better back issues. And it's like, oh, they they really put some work into this. Mm -hmm. Really? That really took me back. I hit two two stores a week up Mm -hmm. until the point where I started working at one of them. (laughs) <laughs> then you only had to go to one. That was yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah. Also, also, I very quickly realized. Oh well, if I want this, I'll just order it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about if it's in stock because yeah. you control if it's in stock. Yeah. Yeah. Um. While they're at one of the comic shops, they are uh, fighting over an issue of Plant Man, mm-hmm. written by Denny Miller. Yep. Who I assume his catchphrase is, "No, I don't want to get off on a plant here." <laughs> I assume that was a reference to uh, uh, Frank Miller and Denny O'Neill, but yeah, uh, probably. Who knows? Yeah, who who in fact knows? Uh, what else? Um, I actually I really like just in that scene, like they get super enthusiastic talking about Plant Man that they forget they're mad at each other, and then they have that moment. It's like, oh right, we're mad at each other. We should yep. probably uh, go back to being mad. And it's it's a very like all of this. This mm-hmm. whole a plot is very teen sitcom oh not, yeah not in a bad way it's no. just it's hitting beats that we're familiar with mm-hmm. which is you know but they do it in a way that's that's fairly interesting yeah and, and just you know, you know I like I, yeah and i like these guys you know Hmm. well i like virgil 
I got no problem with Richie. Uh, Richie's usually annoying to me. I understand that. Like, he just... Uh, like, he's thrown uh, Virgil under the bus many times. Mm. And oh. it's like, I thought you are supposed to help him out, man. Yeah. You should you should pay take uh, the example of Max, mm-hmm. who whenever Terry was about to get in trouble would make some excuses for him, and instead Richie's like, "Nope, he did it. You should ground him, Mister uh, Mister Hawkins. Yep. Absolutely." It was really funny. You asshole. <laughs> there is. I think we've talked about this a little bit uh-huh. uh, in in the comics. Richie was gay. Yes. And I thought, like, with the first beat of this story, I thought, "Oh, is he jealous of Static's like of uh, Virgil's girlfriend because?" Mm. Because of that, because I'd read uh, Dwayne McDuffie had said, yeah, the network wouldn't let us make him gay. So instead, we just wrote him sort of very um, uh, performatively heterosexual. Sure. Like over the top. Like, yes, I sure love girls. So Mm -hmm. like, wink, wink. If you know the character's supposed to be gay, you can completely see it. And I thought that was going to be some of that here. But then they kind of swerved and didn't do that. But uh, um, what what else? else? There was a at the at the water park that you talked about. There mm-hmm. was a, a tram shaped like a shark that I assume like you just like latched onto. Oh, you know I love that tram shaped like a shark. Of course. I, nothing more to say about it than that. Just no, like it's yep, just a great Maggie, tram that's shaped like a shark. Maggie loves a shark. I gotta invent you a shark. You do gotta invent me a shark. I mean, I might not do as good a job as the guys at Ikea Labs, but I'll mm-hmm. do my best. That's okay. I've got one of those already. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. You're trans. Yeah, they sent it in my uh, trans package along with a copy of Fallout New Vegas. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I have these. Well, I know I have Fallout, but I do not do not know why I have these things. But uh, apparently I'm supposed to have these things, so I have them now. Well, good. I'm mm-hmm. glad. I'm glad that's all coming along nicely. Yep. Um... All right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. My only other note here that I noticed is Virgil, fold your own fucking clothes. Oh, yeah. His sister comes in and, like, having done his laundry. Yeah. And he just straight up ignores her. Mm-hmm. And then she says something he wants to hear and he hears it. It was like, you piece of shit. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Now, granted, mm-hmm. they are teenage brothers and sisters. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know that whole dynamic. Oh, sure. But nevertheless. Yeah, also, like, if I spent all that time folding my brother's laundry, like, I'm not going to just dump it on him. That seems like a lot. Yeah. No, you you at least superficially say thank you and then go back to making fun of your sibling behind their back. Exactly. But they're not going to do it for you again if you don't seem, you know, like, yeah. vaguely, uh, you know, thankful for it. Exactly. Like, what, you want to do your own laundry? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Ugh, nobody wants to do laundry. No, no it's one does. Thing. I, I assume people who open laundromats are like uh, uh, masochists mm-hmm. who want to punish themselves. Or they've been condemned to hell. Right. Hell, I'm a Satan. real place that exists. I'm Satan, and you have to spend eternity working at a laundromat. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. mine was always, Maggie, <laughs> you have to spend th- uh, spend eternity flipping these hamburgers. Well, I think a lot of us have that one. Yep. Yours looks like a Wendy, mine mm-hmm. looks like a Burger King, but it's you know same yep. same difference. Yeah, hell is uh, hell is twelve oh five on a Friday, Ugh. Uh, in in the back of a Wendy's. Yep, just terrible. And the line goes all the way around the block, and that guy who wants his baked potatoes is back again, and we told him <laughs> that they will not be ready for another hour because baked potatoes take forever, and he wants six of them. Who wants six baked potatoes? What's wrong with you? 
Well, now I kind of do. Now Go I'm, bake uh, your own fucking potato. I'm craving six baked potatoes like crazy now. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just smother them in Wendy's chili. <laughs> now I'm just picturing, like, Homer Simpson with the donut punishment, but mm-hmm. with baked potatoes, and you guys are the ones who have to provide the baked potatoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're teaching him some ironic lesson here, so uh, just keep those potatoes coming. Right. Okay. <laughs> Do we really have to prepare each of them by hand? Can't you just shove potatoes in him? Nope. Nope. It's not how hell works. All right. This way you get punished, too. Oh, yeah, that's I... pretty efficient. This place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> also, I thought it was for children. I'm almost 40. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, why don't we talk about Static Shock, Maggie? The show uh, that we, we are here to review. I suppose we can talk about Static Shock, the show we're here to review. Yes. And why don't I tell you about the next episode of Static Shock, the one that is mine to summarize, mm-hmm. what's called Bent Out of Shape. Tired of being relegated to two-minute sitcomish segments involving Virgil's home life, Sharon gets proactive and takes a whole mess of main characters, Richie, Daisy, and Virgil, to a concert. Also, she's dating the guy putting on the concert. Also, he's Rubber Band Man. Nice work, Sharon. Except for the dating a recovering supervillain thing, but who can resist a guy who, when granted the power to contort his body into any shape, chooses to give himself a bicycle helmet? <laughs> Safety first! That's the sort of philosophy that got all the ladies weak in the knees in the early 2000s, I guess. <laughs> RBM is now calling himself Stringer. Get it? Do you get it? But Static isn't fooled by this amazingly subtle wordplay. See, he's stringy like a rubber band. And neither are Puff and Onyx. Wait, Puff and Onyx? Do we know these fools? (laughs) Well, I've just consulted my guide to the fools on Static Shock, and it turns out that we do not. Until now. Onyx is a big strong guy, like kind of a purple version of the thing with a voice like Static's dad doing a silly voice. And Puff has cool vaping powers. Also, her hair is done in a style known as an Afro puff, which is actually pretty good wordplay. Are you paying attention, Stringer? Oh, also, they're bounty hunters. And they're keen to earn enough money to stop eating their meals out of neighborhood dustbins like so much Heathcliff. So they're trying to catch Rubber Band Man and collect the sweet price on his head. Presumably it's under the bicycle helmet. (laughs) Sympathetic to the plight of old Rubby, despite or perhaps because of the fact that the dude is dating his sister, sibling dynamics are complicated at this age, Static manages to subdue the bounty hunters and send Rubber String Man to jail. But, like, a good jail? I guess. Yep, and it all works out for everybody, I guess. Yeah, that was the, I mean, okay, yeah, he did some bad shit and he's Mm -hmm. got to go to prison, but they treat that like the happy ending. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, he'll be out in a few months, okay. Mm. And he won't be, you know, irrevocably changed Mm -hmm. by the experience, I'm sure. Uh Uh-huh, because prisons are so fucking great. Yes. And we should definitely continue to have Uh Well, I... I still, this is actually my good thing, I still enjoy the character of Rubber Band Man. Oh, yeah. When we first saw him, he was motivated by righting a personal wrong, not breaking the law, but Mm -hmm. he ended up doing that anyway. And this time it's more of the same. He's trying to put his life back together. Yeah. A decent dude who got mixed up in some bad stuff. And Mm -hmm. once again, I'm glad there's some variety in the morals of the various bang babies. (laughs) Absolutely. Just, you know, he's, he's, uh... Like, you got some sort of straight-up mercenary types, like like the new characters, mm-hmm. and you got some, you know, hot dog-flinging villains. Uh-huh. That's a whole category on the I show. I mean, it is. Like, you talked about uh, your guide to fools in Static Shock. There's also a guide to hot dogs in Static Shock. Yeah. That, but that's a category of, of uh, bang baby. God, I wish there was a better way to say that. Well, there isn't. Nope. And I keep trying to, like, split the difference. And, okay, either I will say it ironically or I will completely say it sincerely, and mm-hmm. then my brain kind of breaks and I can't do either. It's just like, 
Oh, no. You're making me say bang, baby. Well, the people who got powers the same night that Static did. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a mouthful. Also known as. Yes. Also known as. Yeah. But, you know, I, again, I like that, like, there was that kid who just was confused and didn't know how to use it or, like, didn't understand that using his powers that way was bad. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, like, there's some straight up hot dog flingers and then you got, you got these guys. Dude, are you a straight up hot dog flinger? Yeah, that's what they're called. That's a whole category. Mm-hmm. You are a bad dude if you fling a hot dog in Dakota. Yep. Or, da- or Dakota. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but those characters were kind of fun, actually, and that ties into your good thing. I mean, here's the thing. Puff is fantastic. Yep. Like, here's the thing. I assumed she had fire breath because, like, she sets, like, uh, a picture or something on fire. Like, she yeah. breathes on it and, it and it, like, burns. Yeah. But, like, it turns out that she has every breath yeah she uh, does knockout gas at one point mm-hmm. she does some like acid to to like uh break down some some beams that static yeah. is standing near like she, she can whatever she wants just out of her mouth or possibly just those two <laughs> no that's three mm-hmm. that's knockout gas and uh fire and acid so. yeah but yeah that's impressive but like and also she can like turn her legs into like a genie tail and fly around that's awesome yeah, I'm not sure, like, that doesn't really fit with the rest of the logic, but whatever. I don't get it, but cool, fine, yeah. that's awesome. All right. Like I didn't we've even... said many times, that gas turned everyone into cartoon characters. Yep, and I mean, you know what, fair enough. And also, I didn't even get the uh, the, the hair joke, which is awesome. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a style of hair. It's called an Afro puff. It's oh. like it's sort of like uh, Princess Leia hair for uh, for black girls. Okay, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Where you got like a bun on either side. Yeah. And uh, so it's a nice, I, and I, I would assume she comes from the comics. I would guess that that kind of cleverness mm-hmm. comes from the comics would be my guess. But yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Dwayne McDuffie did write this one. So mm-hmm. maybe, you know, even if she is an original creation, maybe he put some effort into it. Yep. He does do good work. I mean, he absolutely does. Mm-hmm. No question about that. Um, But yeah, and, and then you got uh, Onyx, who's just a, a big, strong, dumb yeah. guy. But like, yeah, good design on him. Like, yep. I haven't seen this particular big, strong, dumb guy before, mm-hmm. so, you know. It's always easy to just do, and this guy's, I don't know, uh, he's Purple Hulk, or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, you got your typical, like, you got the brains of the operation, mm-hmm. you got the smaller one, who has cool powers, but is mostly doing all the thinking. Yep. And then you got the big enforcer guy, like, that's, yeah, of course. that's a pretty standard thing. Yeah, it goes back to those two dogs from the Warner Brothers cartoons. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> and that's where that uh, came from. Yep. As far as I know. Yes. That is that is the origin of that. Yep. Probably Chuck Jones created it. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Um, my bad thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, these two spend most of the episode pursuing um, uh, Rubber Band Man and also Static uh, in a uh, pretty high end surveillance van, like mm-hmm. you might see the CIA using. Yep. These two also eat out of garbage cans. They sure do. How did they get this van if they can't afford to eat? I can only assume that, like, they can afford to buy a van, but also they like eating out of garbage cans. Oh, that might, but but no, because they do that, and then they say, "Ugh, we gotta stop eating out of garbage cans. We gotta we gotta do a job." <laughs> like that's <laughs> exposition, kinda. We used to like eating out of garbage cans, but now we're tired of it. Yeah, where is the passion gotten... in our relationship gone? <laughs> we both got incredibly bad food poisoning for some reason. Oh, is that how they got? They're not actually bang babies. They didn't get it from the gas. They got no, it from eating garbage. They just ate old pizza and. <laughs> oh, look! It was uh, it was the early two thousands. Like I've definitely seen stupider reasons to get superpowers. 
That's true. Freakazoid got pulled into the internet one time. Yeah, but Freakazoid was a comedy character, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I I never found him funny, but... Uh, I hate Freakazoid, personally. I do not. Oh. I fucking love that show. <sighs> no, I only saw it once or twice. It, it was not for me. Mm-hmm. But also, I wasn't a kid at that point. I think it was, you know, for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, for kids. Yes, like a hula hoop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I just, like, okay, if you're going to give them this like surveillance van i don't know it just it it didn't really make sense Mm. but yeah whatever yeah it's fine oh oh uh going back to puff real quick yeah she was voiced by kimberly brooks who's just a a working voice actor like you wouldn't know her from a lot of other stuff necessarily but she did play kathy duquesne in mystery of the batwoman aka Mm -hmm. the originator of twala fuck yeah so that's something the thing that i never thought would stick around and yet well you know Mm mm-hmm it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was your bad thing? Uh, mine wasn't uh, wasn't great, but you know, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. my only real issue with this show is that Stringer seems to get extremely famous extremely quickly. Like, yeah. So in the previous, uh, in his previous appearance, which mm. was only, I mean, we've only done ten episodes, so it yeah, wasn't that long like, ago. It can't have been that long ago. Yeah, he um he was a like a an uncredited musician mm-hmm. fighting like a, a a corrupt record producer. Yeah. Or a record producer as they're called. <laughs> um and uh now he has created a whole different famous guy persona and mm-hmm. rocketed to fame. Yeah. Somehow. Uh-huh. Like it might even just be oh he's very famous in Dakota, but it's still like there's a massive lineup like Virgil and Richie are extremely excited to see him. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, Amanda was watching this one with me and pointed out there's, like, a, they did a good job of, like, mostly putting teens mm. in the crowd, like people you would see at Virgil's High School or whatever. Yeah. And then one middle-aged businessman-looking guy. Yep, that checks out, honestly. And it's like, shit, that's me, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> that's, Al. That's the, the guy in his late 40s at the hip-hop show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't a hip-hop show, though. He plays the guitar. Yeah, at, your name is Stringer. Shouldn't you play the guitar? No, see, because it's rubber band, man. Uh, String, he's well then, stringy like a rubber band. Well, then shouldn't he play the rubber band? The rubber bands like that song, Rubber Band Man? Yeah, one would think. Plunk, 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 plunk. Yep. That's a pretty short set, though, doing one song. That's true. But, yeah, the the guitar, and also the this this was a, a runner-up for my bad thing. Mm-hmm. The music was oh, not. It's bad. Like, oh, really? This is what uh, early 2000s kids went and saw. And, okay, uh, animation takes a while to uh, produce, so I mm-hmm. would even say mid to late 90s. Like, maybe it's a little outdated. Mm-hmm. But, no, no one in the history of any time has watched a guitar soloist <laughs> play what he was playing. I'm not even saying there are no guitar soloists. I'm saying, but what he was playing was not very yeah. good also. He, like, he come he comes out with the guitar, and I had this thought, like, have I seen someone play a ki- like I've seen people play a guitar, but never without the rest of a band? Yeah, it's a, it's like a support instrument. It's not like ooh, he's a virtuoso on the guitar. Yeah, like you're the third person in Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, uh, Stormer. No, that's one of the Misfits. Sorry, their songs are better. I always get confused. Sure. Wait, is but, it yeah. better? Uh, yes. I thought their songs were bitter. No, why would they sing about that? I don't know, but they were the bad guys, and it was the 80s. A lot was going on. Well, that's I know that. <laughs> I am very acquainted with this. <laughs> uh, we had Rubber Band Man doing that thing that shape-shifting characters do, and, and this character has, in fact, done before, mm-hmm. which is shape-shifting into objects that still look like him. Like, he's 
dressed in purple, so everything looks purple, and also mm-hmm. most usually has his face on it. Yep. The like weird. Go oh, good. The weirdest thing is we see him turn into a completely different dude. Yeah. I, I didn't he turn into a lady at one point because yeah he were, did you were particularly one. I delighted definitely about that. remember that yeah but like a, a purple trash can with his mm-hmm. face on it <laughs> and then a purple where... vacuum cleaner with his yep, face on it and then a purple on... couch with his <laughs> he's like meatwad yep hey man don't sit on me mm-hmm. <laughs> said a couch <laughs> that's your job man like I, look. Also, that whole scene, just like, when did we get a new ugly couch? Uh, recently. Cool, let me just slam my ass on it. Yeah, let me just, oh. like, put my whole body weight into this as I jump on it. Oh, uh, this is not a very comfortable couch. It's like sitting on a guy who is made of rubber. <laughs> is this a bicycle helmet? <laughs> That's weird. That There's a like point. a silo tipping over. <laughs> There's a point where, oh, it's when he's the vacuum cleaner. And sure then he turns, turns back into a guy. Uh-huh. And the, instead of making him sort of morph, like, you know, like the T-1000 or like Odo, mm-hmm. uh, he does more of a Transformers thing. Yep. Where his, his limbs just sort of bend at right angles until he's a guy. And like, <laughs> what, how is this power supposed to work? I thought he was made of rubber. Now I'm a yeah. vacuum cleaner. But instead, he just rearranges his features to look like a different thing. Mm-hmm. What's the, what are you doing, man? I don't know. Maybe he likes it. All right. I mean, that's look. That could be a whole thing. Uh huh. That could be his kink. Mm-hmm. I I gotta say, he's supposed to be a bit of an older dude. Yep. And he didn't come off as a creep at all. No, no. Like early in the episode, like he's dating Sharon, but he's mm-hmm. never like, hey, why don't we go? Why don't we go someplace alone? She's like, yeah, I'm stuck with my brother and his friends. He's like, let's all go to dinner. Yeah. Like he's super cool with all that, and I I like. That he's actually a nice guy and he's yeah. not just trying to get in her pants or whatever. It's, it's no, I it's had the same good. the same reaction where it's just like this is a like likable guy who's like not he doesn't feel like a piece of shit. Like I actually can understand why Sharon wants to be wants to continue to be with him. Yeah, well, he's a you know he's a musician mm-hmm. and then chicks yeah. dig the musicians and uh, also probably not bad looking because he can make himself look however he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's nice. And also he can turn into a couch if that's what you're into. Well, but that's that's where, you know, the secret kink comes in. Mm-hmm. He can turn into anything you want. Stringer, can you turn into the couch again? I mean, I guess. Now do the <laughs> vacuum. Mm-hmm. Hot dog. Igloo. Ooh, let's spice things up tonight. Could you do Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> it's my birthday. Well, all right. Uh, there's a point where Static loses his mask in a trash can. A lot of trash can oh, yeah. action in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, this leads into my quote, which is pretty funny. This is... Uh, uh, he's he's got to he's got to improvise like he mm-hmm. doesn't have his mask so he he grabs a bandana and reemerges and puff says this Leave him be You're dealing with me now Well howdy partner looking to rustle up some trouble which genuinely like I got an actual laugh out of that one That was some real uh uh some real uh bagman energy and I like oh. that a lot Oh yeah Spider-Man in the in the uh, paper bag Yep, yep. But and actually, they go to the extra effort of saying, man, I my mask was gone. I had to go buy the materials to make more mask. Mm-hmm. And like that line could have been nothing. But yep. just the, I don't know the, the fact that they put that detail in the mm-hmm. fact that this kid is making the mask at home. And when yeah. he loses one, he's got to go to the craft store or wherever to buy more material. Like it's just 
I don't know. It's a nice detail. Yeah, I like that. I, I spent my last fifteen dollars on mask material. Yeah. It's not like he and uh, Richie made ten of them. No. No, I'm a kid. Mm-hmm. I gotta beg my dad for every ten bucks I get, and my dad's pretty strict. I gotta yeah. mow the lawn and wash the car and do a bunch of shit to get that. Mm-hmm. Not doing the laundry though. Fuck that. It's like, Dad, can I have fifteen dollars? Why? Um, not superhero reasons. Oh, oh, all right. All right then. Long as it's not superhero reasons. You know. I've been keeping track, and I've given you, like, 50 bucks this month, and mm-hmm. I do not see where you're spending it. Um, well, I have a gambling problem. Bye! Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. There was some good uh, Virgil's dad action in this one, because, mm-hmm. like, when he finds out that Stringer is, is a criminal, he's like, Sharon, I do not want you dating this kid. You've got to call the cops. you gotta mm-hmm. you got to take care of this. And she kind of digs in and yeah. says, Daddy's a good dude, and he kind of got framed, and, and he's just been dealt a bad hand. Yeah. And I love that this is the moment I'm talking about. Her dad softens then. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. I work with troubled youth. All, all let right. Me, let me see what I can do. I think I got a friend who can help out. And it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. Although there is a moment where the press, because uh, uh, Stringer is a little famous. Sure. Finds out who he's dating mm-hmm. uh, and starts hounding the family and keeps calling and... Uh, uh, Mr. Hawkins gets mad and slams the cordless phone down. Like, yep. dude, that's not how cordless phones work. No. <laughs> you can just uh, uh, faintly hear, Hello, Mr. Hawkins. Oh, hey, it's PCP calling. That guy made breakfast. That guy made breakfast in the middle of my rap song. Uh, What else? Uh, let's see here. Did I hit my good and bad? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a there was a good uh, Richie had a good line where because uh, uh, Stringer and then the the bounty hunter types came and had a big fight at mm. the, the Hawkins house and uh, so Static goes off to to you know stop them and he mm. says oh could you lock up like uh, <laughs> when you leave and Richie just looks at the giant hole in the wall and says lock, lock up yeah uh, I'll do that uh-huh. <laughs> that was uh, funny I love uh. Uh, Rubber Band Man turns into the vacuum cleaner at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, Sharon's got to like move him out of, out of the <laughs> kitchen before Virgil gets a good look at him. Yeah, she goes. Next time, do you want to turn into turn into something with wheels? And he goes, "Wheels are hard." Yep, that was which cute. is both extremely funny and also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. No, I think uh, like a few different shapeshifter characters have talked about how hey, anything mm-hmm. with like any kind of machine moving parts stuff is is very difficult. Well, yeah, that was the T one thousands whole deal. Right. Can't make a gun, but he can make a big spike. Right. Whereas Plastic Man can turn into anything, and it's terrifying. <laughs> I do not have your hatred of Plastic Man, probably because I read the Kyle Baker run of Plastic Man. Mm, that is, is very... a good run. Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, uh, great outspoken black comics creators from this era. Yep. Kyle Baker. Kyle Baker rules. Yeah. Ugh. I only discovered his stuff like, I don't know, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was right before pandemic. Yeah. And I just like dove through all his indie stuff and like all his creator own stuff. And it's, uh, it's very good. He, he used to do one panel gag strips for X-Men comics that were just about X-Men characters that oh, are cool. hysterical. That, I mean, that makes sense. He's a funny yeah. guy and he's good at that kind of like, you know, like sort of the editorial cartoon or mm-hmm. like the the daily comic strip that that 
talent of distilling your idea down to one or two panels. Exactly. Yep. Very good. Uh, what else? Anything? I, I think that's everything I got. Yep. Same here. Not a bad episode. No, not at all. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for this time. Next mm-hmm. time, as I said, we will be wrapping up season one. Um, yep. Because this episode, because the show had uh, uh, thirteen episodes per season. That means we're uh, as we end seasons, we're doing three because you know it's an odd number. Yeah. So, uh, but I I I do like doing season breaks that way. Mm-hmm. Like it means a little more work for us, but it means if there's any kind of story playing out, and I don't think the show's going to do this. No. But any kind of story playing out season long that ends, you know, at the end of the season, we we can capture it that way. If mm-hmm. we split them up, you, you kind of miss that effect. So. Uh. So yeah, we'll be doing that next week. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Our website, as always, is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Algar. I'm an at Maggie Robots. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, see you, folks. Twala, bang babies. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 